welcome back to the We Need to Talk Club podcast. We are still in our Girlfriends Talking Girlfriends series, and now we're doing our full-length episode about the episodes two and three in season three. So let's get this thing going. I'm one of your hostesses, Tamaya. Let's go straight to the West Coast. Please introduce yourself. Oh, hi, Esther here. Hoping you're enjoying your summer thus far. That is really just healthy but yeah yes that little pause there was the delayed time of west coasters to all those east coast side people now let's go <laughs> let's go to the mid jersey please introduce yourself madame her Girl, name begins with the you in mid jersey oh. you. hey y'all it's ariana <laughs> <laughs> next we'll go to the south jersey please introduce yourself madame what up though it's talisa hey 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 good night and lastly we'll go to the southern southern please introduce yourself madame hi it's shakima and shakima's babies hey hey so here we are guys we are discussing the latest episodes season three episodes two and three so let's start episode two Lynn's mooching behind is forced to get a job or she will stay sleeping literally outside. William, I think, out of all the friends, uh, is he's just great. Okay, because you got Joan who will keep the girl inside for too long. Tony, who will just literally kick the girl off her premises after a minute. And then you got William right in the middle. You can stay here on the property, but you can't enjoy the comforts of the property until you get yourself a job. And what she... Um, then learns, I think, to be a bartender this episode. A terrible one, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, so good for Lynn. That's all I got to say about that. If anyone has anything else to say, please, please don't feel you need to interrupt. Um, William, also in this episode, fights for his promotion. Guys, I did have a question about that. Um, apparently, his boss tells him he is not tough enough, aggressive enough to be promoted to another level. Anybody have any thoughts on kind of having to be the big shark in your workplace, like to move up or even get to that position? Damn. Or just well, the I, thought of not being able to be yourself in order to move up in well, your I career. Thought of, and sometimes you have to, it has to seem like you're able to give direction and to be a leader. And I feel like sometimes maybe William, because he's black, he was too busy kissing ass. And so he didn't show really any um, assertive qualities because he was too busy being submissive to the white man. <laughs> I like the way you said that. <laughs> I think that was I a good see point. that because he did lean really heavy on that minority card, right? It, it was like bit more assertive instead of trying to fit in yeah what were you saying Ari no I, I, Shakima raises a great point like I think that that completely like says why he or why his boss felt that he was not ready for the position mm. um I feel like in a lot of roles you can it's easy to mistake passion with aggression you can be passionate about your job but at the same time it may come off as aggressive mm -hmm. um but i guess his leadership style just wasn't 
what they wanted at that time. So, I mean, he got some work to do. Which is interesting. In his case, right, as a Black man, his boss highlights that because he is not the aggressive, angry Black man that he met when he hired him for the firm, he didn't feel that he was qualified to be a leader and promoted in that space. But switch that over to a Black woman. Aggressive and assertive, though. Yeah, but if a Black woman is aggressive and assertive or angry Black woman, she's usually barred from that same kind of opportunity which is fascinating to me did anyone else see that (laughs) i wanted to see what jones situation would be but that wasn't highlighted in the episode but yeah it's just fascinating to me men it's okay to be angry and um assertive or aggressive i I, see i keep saying it's a difference between aggressive and assertive Mm-hmm. But no, what I'm saying is you can be an assertive. But you can show some, hey, I'm good at this. I know my job and I'm good enough to show you, 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 you and you how to do this job. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be angry about it, but I am going to stand my ground and say I'm better than all of you. So my point, to- yeah, but like my point is you can be assertive. But yeah. usually if you're like a black woman is automatically prescribed mm-hmm. as bossy or yeah. even women, even not necessarily black women, but women yeah. are usually ascribed as bossy and angry <clears throat> and emotional if they show that kind of passion. Whereas a man is kind of encouraged. I think it's, it plays into a number of like intersectional stereotypes, right? Mm-hmm. because you have um men kind of assertive like you know and, and you have to remember right like he's going for one of the higher levels you can get to and within his profession right and and a lot of so when you get to that like c level right it becomes less about your skills because obviously you've proven that you have the skill set to do the day-to-day job mm-hmm. and more about like you know how then do you interface with uh, kind of higher earning stakeholders and basically handle a whole department team, just represent the company. Mm-hmm. So in that way, right, you have this stereotype of like a, a man at that position having to be very, as you said, like, not even just aggressive, but but just kind of like that 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 stereotype of like, you know, a very rude boss, right? Like very jerky, like what when I tell you to jump, you jump, or you know, you should have like known about this, like you no, know, yesterday. That's sort of like mentality of like that's what they're looking for. And then you kind of bring in like the blackness part of it, right? Which is you have to basically prove that you are twice, you know, as dedicated, talented, skilled, blah, 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 than like your white counterparts to be even considered. Right. You know? And right. so it's like, and <clears throat> you know, like uh, William is at least from what we see, right? Like we we never really see him like in his element in the courtroom or just doing litigation. But he doesn't seem to be the kind who is outwardly a jerk. So you know that means like he that means like, you know like he's just overall possibly like more silent leadership is not being seen by those in power because they're right. looking at, like you know very brogadacious loud obnoxious dude right agreed 
did y'all catch when he um I forgot the boss name. Uh called him a young Clarence Thomas. Yes. Yes. Girl, all the feelings it brought up. All the feelings. I was like, no, not well, yeah. Right, not him, no. But yeah, yeah. No. Mm -hmm. Nah, 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 nah. Dang no. Yeah, I heard that. I tried to dismiss it, but you said it. <laughs> All right, the last thing that happened in this episode, which I would argue was the biggest kind of situation, is Maya and Darnell's relationship still being on the rocks. Guys, they actually take the step to go see counseling. Horrible counseling, by the way. Horrible counseling. Um, but they do. They take the step to get into counseling to help their relationship out. It seemed from the start... I guess the first thing I'll talk about is the scene from the start. It showed Darnell's hesitance towards counseling to begin with. And I just wanted to highlight and express my personal frustration with men and their hesitancy towards getting outside help. Hmm. Uh, like I will say, I'm so uh, though about this particular situation. One is that when you get to the point where you feel like you have to get, you know, couples counseling as a couple, please, please, please go to a trained, you know, professional. Yes. Um, and do your vetting, like, you know, go to, you know, more than one shop around because this is honestly like, you know, like this is your relationship, but it's also about like how you, it's, it's your peace of mind, right? If you, again, mm -hmm. get that, you, you feel like you have, not even have, like you need to. So please go to a professional and not just, you know, your clergy. But again, I, I totally understand how like, you know, going to like your pastor who's known you feels comfortable, feels like, you know, a first step, but don't at least just don't solely do that if that's what you want to at least do like still see that that um trained professional because a pastor is not equipped to deal with this situation right so they're not right and i think two, i agree with that and two is that also <clears throat> again for couples counseling to have even a hint of success both are more anyway all the parties who are going there have to want to be there have to want to like put some effort in and I say this as somebody who's been and still goes through couples counseling like for two plus years now you know there's times like you know it's just like oh you know it's it's another thing we have to do it's all of that but at the end of the day like we both want to make this relationship you know better and that's what makes it worthwhile because it's the worst thing is for you to like go and one or both of you either expect you know that therapist to basically say oh you're right you're wrong because it's not how it should be at all and two like again it doesn't make sense if just one person is doing all the work it just not <laughs> I agree so, with that. 
that's the way it should be. I don't know if that's always how it's going to be. Though. Well, no, I say this to me, like, for example, like, I'll I talk about mine and I feel I'll like I got to drag my, him. I'll share <laughs> my thing, right? Like, I, what initially, like, you know, made us go to counseling was me just being like, okay, like something is just not working here and we need to like do something else. And it was me saying, like, I've said that like at least three, four times before we eventually decided to like, you know, book an appointment and still like, you know, within like the first couple of sessions, it was still like, oh, you know, like, what are we doing? We're still good. But like, there was still that willingness to go and be open-minded. That's, I think that's what I'm trying to say. Like, like we both have to be open-minded to the process even if you're still maybe hesitant about like, you know, what is going on. I agree with that. And I agree with the thought of vet who you're going to see. Don't just depend on one, one source, because the worst thing I feel like it happened that kind of happened there is for you to go to counseling. It's already taken you a whole long heck of a while to get your partner there or for you guys to, to take this step. And then the first experience is so bad. You don't want to ever do it again. That it it's it's that's horrible so you guys gotta i feel like also when you encourage your partner to do it encourage them that it might take prepare them that it might take one to two to three whatever different counselors to see to see who fits because otherwise they're like oh that didn't work see i told you counseling don't work counseling we don't need this da, 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 da. don't don't give yourself that grace give yourself those options because lord knows Anybody else have any other conversations about that? Uh, top uh, uh, thoughts about that before we move on to the next aspect of Maya and Darnell's piece in this episode? Okay, cool. So last but not least, after the horrible counseling session, Maya and Darnell connect carnally. And it they has do. Maya with all the... Um, the um not the feelings the 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 hope the, the hope guys what did you think about this instance obviously at the end darnell was like no we're not getting back together i was just horny guys i feel like this has happened before in other shows and stuff but just <laughs> in this one well oh, in, my defense, in my defense they are still married so yeah. i mean you might as well. I mean, we're still together. I mean, if I want some, you're still here. I mean, I would still scratch that itch. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Might as well. I think, too, is that like, I, I, I actually really like that this happened, right? Because it showed that, again, right, people are messy. And that, like, you still, like, love is it's 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 ebb and flow and and you know i'm sure at that moment right like um he said darnell said he was horny but he probably still also had some like tender feelings for M maya um but you know so like in the light of day he's like oh my gosh like that's still not enough to overcome what she did to me so again right like it's should he have done that or should they have done that together? Probably not, right? Because it ended up hurting each other. But at the same token, it's like, you know, 
we can totally see them doing that because they still love each other in a way. Yeah, I wasn't shocked at all about like him saying that. Um, but to everyone's point, they are married, they are together. And you know, if you're horny, at least he looked, at least he came to Maya because he could have looked elsewhere, he could have outsourced, oh, and then they would have had a whole different situation. Oh. So good point. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah, he could have went to somebody else. They could have went to somebody else, but at least they went to each other. No! <laughs> Haven does not agree or Trinity. <clears throat> okay, excellent points, ladies. Excellent points. Um, what about Maya's kind of hope translating into I'm going to tell everybody. Uh, uh, tell everybody that we are back together again. A little bit jumping the gun on her part, or yeah. she was justified. Definitely jumping the gun. I mean, they hadn't really even had like a a legit okay. conversation about how their lives are supposed to go moving forward. So for her to just assume because they had sex that you know it was going to be back to normal. She got Jabari's hopes up, like, and then he telling everybody, he telling Big Mama, and he told his father, like, <laughs> it was just a lot, you know. You told Joan, now you know Joan gonna tell everybody, you know what I'm saying? So okay, like you act like you don't know your Joan. Exactly, yeah. She she definitely did too much. And I think too, um, again, why I love this storyline. I'm gonna keep saying it is because it shows. The, the denial that happens when somebody cheats, right? Because in her mind, she's like, well, you know, uh, I still want us to be together. So like, why don't you also want this? And she's yet to really acknowledge just how, like, you know, betrayed he feels and how hurtful her actions are to him. It's all about her and her wanting to preserve what she had before. And she's yet to be like apologize and really kind of like make, do the work that's needed to like repair this relationship. Totally get it. Totally agree. Um, all right. Any no more thoughts on that, right, ladies? Okay, so we're moving on to the last episode of the day. Um, episode three. And this is what ignited our mini topic. If you want to know what our mini topic was, please go back and watch. I mean, go back and listen to that episode. But Tony is outed. Her real age is outed. Um, just like Ariana said, Joan is going to tell everybody. She tried for Turns out they Tony has just turned 32. She's a year older than both Lynn and Joan. And dang near, what, seven years older than Maya? We find out Maya is only 25. That was wild. But anyway. Yeah, that is a whole different topic of conversation. A whole different topic. But welcome to 32. As you, if you don't know, listeners, we are all, except for Ariana, baby behind, 32 years old up in this group. Oh, wait. Yep, yep, wait. Yep, yep, yep. We're all 32. <laughs> I had to go through the. Yes, we're all 32 in this group, so we are on Tony's level, but who knew that that would send Tony into such a spiral of the ageism and 
and wanting to get, you know, enhancements and cosmetic corrections on her beautiful self. Like, that was interesting. Excuse my child talking in the background. Y'all know what it is by now if you've been listening to us. But, um, yeah, you got thoughts on Tony's image of herself, um, especially in this new age. Lisa, you mentioned it before. That Was it body dysmorphia is real and all those things? And Yeah, any thoughts on this, lady? Well, I have a thought on, like, the age thing. Like, I just don't know why why i just don't understand why people would lie about their age just because they're older like i don't understand that thought like if you're older and you look younger to me that's a good thing right and it seems to be a trend because then the same thing happened in um sex in the city yeah but like i just don't i don't get it and maybe because i haven't gone through it but i just don't get why people do that like what's wrong with being older right like the whole thing that was with women well some women still feel this way today the whole a woman doesn't disclose her age like i guess all a part of beauty standards and what's acceptable and how once you reach a certain age you are no longer deemed desirable for some reason um i'm sure all that kind of is wrapped up in there it's just one of those things that are just passed passed down horribly. Um, I've never had a problem with my age. I get not being at a certain place in your life at a certain age. I don't necessarily get like her thinking that she looked old, that she had wrinkles, her youth was gone. Like, good God, woman. I mean, no judgment because there's people who are actually out there thinking these things, but it's just fascinating to me. And just fascinating to see just another level of Tony's... Um, insecurities like from the whole I don't date darker men because I'm too dark to now I can't you know I hide my age because I feel that I've lost any type of youth with my true age it's just interesting to me okay well if no one else has any thoughts on that beauty standards anything guess we can move on um yeah that was the biggest thing that happened in that episode so <laughs> that and William trying to be a tough guy and get a one night stand ends up getting a whole new girlfriend. I guess the only other question I would have for you ladies then is in regards to William and his hot tub situation. Something that I was thinking in episode two was all these women, gorgeous women, just hanging out in William's hot tub at all times. And I just immediately thought of, you know, because he's a bachelor, I guess this is totally fine, but I wonder what your guys thoughts on if you know you had if he has a girlfriend if you are the girlfriend and he has all these female friends but they literally they use his house and use his tub and they're walking around the backyard i'll tell you right now i think i'm secure enough in my relationship i'm not sure though if i see a whole bunch of model best friends constantly in and bikinis and in my man's hot tub <clears throat> might want some boundaries set and and it was funny because i decided i wasn't going to ask you girls this and then the very end of episode three (laughs) you see his new girlfriend like who is this with maya up in his hot tub any thoughts on that what what your thought i know we've discussed before having you know friends of the opposite sex but to this level of boundary breaking what's your thoughts I think 
the thing that would give me like major major pause first is the fact that like he has people who are not roommates that have access to his house at all times because then to me I'm like you know who am I gonna run into like can I you know not be my like myself or just like you know have like just no clothes on or just like you know pajamas on because somebody might just like dropped by unannounced um so that's the first one and then in regards to like you know them being of the you know sort of sick that he's attracted to um I think I would really because obviously that means like those people are very important to his life so I'll kind of treat them as like sisters in my head like I would have to and be like okay so those are his you know sisters by choice and again let's kind of go back to the fact like you know you just have people just randomly coming to your house on an house that's the major issues for me yeah I don't think like the biggest issue is that they're there I think the biggest issue is that it's often and it's unannounced so you know get your own damn hot tub okay like if we having a barbecue and everybody over in the pool hot tub okay great but if you're over there every day yeah I'm a little like um they don't go home like I'm gonna start asking questions right go ahead Lisa I saw you got off mute Um, I was about to say in the fact that um Maya uh well basically told him not to get in the tub that would irk me and he took it somewhere don't get in my hot tub and I'm drinking your wine (laughs) like she needs her own moment I'm like you you need your own moment in my in my hot tub that would be a problem and then um depending on what kind of woman this is I don't want to use the words alpha and you know all that stuff but we we find who Monica is so I think that plays a part in um how that looks to a specific woman who wants to be the only only woman um and the way that she looked her face said it all at the end like okay I know I would I'm not talking about the Monica we're gonna find out about the Monica now I know I'm already on that I'm like excuse me excuse me get out we can be friends when you are dressed and it's an announced incoming but right now you just being here i'm trying to get in this hot tub and do things with my man and you sitting up in here in your bikini not to mention if it was lynn because we all know he's had the carnal relations there and was ready to try that again the night night he met old girl the new girl so me personally i just guess i ain't secure enough because it it would be it'd be some argument like um i'm different you ain't coming in my house like that unless we have an first of all it's not even my house i know that but unless we unless we have a party party. yes having a party no like why are you here you need to get out y'all go together something if y'all don't go together that's my man and you don't need to be walking around here with your little skimpy clothes on because guess what if his male friends is over there i can't walk around like that Mm-hmm. Sure couldn't. So, dumb. Mm-hmm. I'm right? not. You're gonna put some clothes on. Phil, sure enough, is acting away with my friends who do not want yeah. my vagina hanging out um, unannounced, randomly, all up in the business. So I'd True. be damned if I had four gorgeous cisgender I mean- men up in here 
Yeah. And one of them I done had all the relations with just hanging out in our spot and they, you know, swimsuits. And he yeah, walks but- in and he's like, what the? F- I already know. It's not even going to be conversation. I'm sorry. And that's just our relationship. That's not everybody. It's some healthy, very secure relationships in this group. (laughs) I am a jealous person. Like, like, I'm not ashamed to say this. Sometimes, John, we're talking to somebody and they just be laughing too much. And I be like, John, first of all, (laughs) you ain't even that funny. Why are you laughing so hard? So like, like, I feel like I'm a jealous person. I'm just like that. So, I cannot. Said, I, I ain't afraid to I, say this. <laughs> I got to take all these girls just all up in the hot tub having a grand old time. Like, no, get out. Yes. Sorry, Esther, you were about to say something probably enlightening before we went off on our um, our jealous oh, tangent. I think I I wanted to also bring up sort of Maya's action there, and I, if I was William, I. I feel like we, we would have had a very serious tip because I would have really threw it at her and be like, I am not the one who like effed up my relationship with my husband. So why do I have to like, you know, right. <laughs> be nice to you about this? Right. <laughs> yeah, because it, it, I'm like, your actions are not mine to like handle or like navigate around. It's really since I'm like having this brand new relationship that I'm trying to cultivate and you're obviously in the way and making just like yourself more than just at home. Like you're making me feel like a guest in my place of residence. Right. And doesn't even feel the hesitancy to be like, sorry, guys, I see you're trying to get together. We'll go ahead and get up out of here. No, like she ain't moving. No. Oh my gosh. Very, you know, strong words. And feelings thrown out. <laughs> Agreed. I feel like all of us can agree that boundaries are definitely crossing here, and next episodes are going to be very interesting. Um, but yeah, guys, that was the end of our girlfriends talking girlfriends episode, discussing season two, season three, episode two and three. Can't wait to get to episode four and five. It's going to be a wild ride, from what I can recall. Also, we get a kind of sneak peek for those who have watched the entire series before of uh tony's doctor visit that was cute to see that introduction her Mm -hmm. doctor is i didn't i forgot how snarky and and quick he is getting back at her and why they well we ain't gonna talk about the future but they're fun together that's what i'll say tony and her doctor um they were great that was hilarious so he told her to not scare nobody on her way out and she grabbed her coat (laughs) it just shuffled on out good good tv so thank you again for listening to the we need to talk club podcast everyone um again always be heard make sure you follow us review us support us on all your podcast listening platforms and until we need to talk again bye